0: Shimmy you shimmy yam, shimmy yeah. Give me the mic so I can take it away Off on the natural toss bone for y'all Shimmy
1: you Here we are, we're back here for another episode Of the Demon Keen Show And the Sixers improved to 3-0 on the season A yes, hard-fought win over the Atlanta Hawks And it wasn't easy, but they pulled it out They're 3-0 now on the season And, you know,
0: wins win Yeah, they gave us a little scare in uh, this win But, uh I know, Derrida you're going to be talking about the officiating. It was putrid, but uh, I think that, um, you know, like you said, a win's a win.
1: Absolutely. So you mentioned the officiating, and, you know, everybody always says, uh, I don't want to be that guy that blames the refs. Mm-hmm. And, you know what? I'm usually that guy that blames the refs. <laughs> I mean, I hate officials. They're, they're always wrong. And, I mean, they were just pitiful tonight, and I'm getting sick and tired of it, and it's game three, and I I just, I, it just – Drives me insane. Yeah, you can go back and look at the box score. The Sixers had 30 fouls and the Hawks had 25. So you oh, the Sixers only had three more fouls, blah, blah, blah. No, that's ridiculous. It's just it's just the, the way the fouls are called, how Trey Young just thrown his body around. I, I, I just can't stand. They talk about, oh, point of emphasis this year in the NBA. They're going to call more travels. They're not going to call this. Stop calling. Nobody wants to watch all these fouls on three-point shots. It's becoming a joke. It's so unnatural. Guys, Trey Young's jumping backwards. They finally, thank God, called him the one time he kicked the foot out and tripped, I think it might have been Richardson or Dybul on the way by. Mm. And, you know, I'm a big Steph Curry guy. I love Steph Curry. But he, he does it as well. Harden does it to the umph degree more than anybody. And I'm just so tired of seeing every time a guy shoots a three-pointer just land on the ground on their ass. Like, they're not even touched, but they think if they've just perfected how to land on their butt – and, and try to get it to be a foul call. And then, like, Trey Young, the dude, is so puny, he can't <laughs> guard anyone. He, he He's weak. Yeah, he's a good shooter. But he's out there, he had, like, one foul in the fourth quarter. But meanwhile, actual good defenders, like Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson, like, all we hear about is how good the Sixers are as a team defensively. But it's not even beneficial because they play good defense, and they hound ball handlers, and they get in passing lanes. But they're just called for ticky-tack foul time and time again. And this is a league where all I hear about all the time is superstars get this, superstars get that. Well, the Sixers have two superstars, and they don't get shit. Ben Simmons gets called for more ticky-tack offensive fouls than anyone I've ever seen because he's bigger, better, and stronger than his matchup every night. Unless they happen to be playing Milwaukee and Giannis is covering him, he's always bigger and better than the matchup that, that he has guarding him. And they... Usually, same thing with Embiid, usually those guys get rewarded. But it's because if they wanted to, Simmons and Embiid could literally attack it all night and mm-hmm. never be stopped. So the refs feel like they have to give the benefit of the doubt the other way. And then there's just plays like Embiid gets called for a foul as he blocks a shot and he gets hit square in the face by Len, which really should have been offensive going the other way. And then the Sixers just come back down the other way. And Tobias, the same thing happens to him. No call. And it's just ridiculous. And I'm getting tired of watching Sixers. Yeah, they're 3-0. But the Boston game was a joke. There was no rhythm. The game was just totally out of whack because it was just foul and turnovers and just crap after crap. And it just—it's getting ridiculous. And it no, there's no flow. There's no pace of the game. And there's just foul shots. And nobody wants to watch it. It just there's just no flow. And it's so frustrating. And it's just like. Ticky tack stuff and they just make stuff up. They guess. They're out of position. They blow their whistles. I've seen three guys on the Sixers this year call for fails in which the other team drives the lane. They step on the foot of the Sixers player and fall down. The Boston game, I think it was smart, stepped on or mm, it was Kemba. Yeah. Kemba stepped on Joel's foot, literally just stepped on it driving, fell down. Should have been a travel. They call it a foul on beat for a tripping. The ref kick emphatically kicking his leg out there. You know, probably his first night ever reffing in the league, trying to show off. When you're emphatically kicking your leg around, being demonstrative, you know you probably shouldn't be out there. And then Brett challenges it, and it's clearly Joel's just shuffling his feet. And the guy steps on his foot, but no, they don't. It's gonna the challenges in the NBA are already a joke. It's just like the NFL pass interference. Yeah. They're not gonna overturn any of them. Don't have the rule. I think yeah. they said something the other night in the NFL that the like the last 22 pass interferences that were challenged just they're were not upheld. overturned. They're yeah. not overturned. So just don't even have the rule. It's just a joke. Yeah. And I tweeted it out. Part of the problem is, I mean, there's just too many 60 and 70 year old guys drafting games. <laughs> there's just two. There's more white hair than white shoes on the floor. I That's mean, a good point. Because now guys don't have – there's no team shoes, though. Furkan Korkmaz is wearing gold. This guy's wearing <laughs> blue. Richardson is wearing two colors the other night. I'm, I'm telling you, there's more white hair on the fort than than white basketball shoes, and it's ridiculous. And these guys – like Tony Brothers, he's like 100 years old, and they just can't keep up with the game. It, the guys are too big, too fast. And I get the guys are huge, and there's more contact now. I mean, Mike Scott got ejected on a play. Oh, my God. Yes, he didn't make one play on the ball. He shoulder-blocked the guy. I don't even know if it was a I guess you could give it a flagrant one Because he, he didn't make a way on the ball You can't eject a player from a game When he He didn't even knock the guy You can't call a flagrant two And eject somebody He didn't knock the guy to the ground If you can't knock the guy off his feet You didn't hit him hard enough to be ejected Yeah, That's my my rant I just I was about I to can't say, do it That felt
0: good right Yeah, it's you It felt good to vent there because I, I I wish we were recording. I could do another
1: forty minutes on Trey Young. <laughs> I can't stand. Yes. It oh,
0: you know, I, like I said, I, I wish we were recording while you were just ripping him, and it's obviously deserved. Tapping his and, head. He, yeah. Trey, you didn't miss the foul yeah. shot on purpose. They're probably but. the most egregious call. I wouldn't even say it's uh, for Mike Scott getting ejected there, because you know what they were trying, I think exactly what they were looking at is that oh, almost he had like a closed fist when he uh, went for the ball. I'm like, no, it still was not a flagrant two. He does nope. not, he does not deserve to be not ejected for that. But the most egregious probably was, you know, I think it was what at the end of the third or right at the beginning of the fourth when Richardson's trying to fight through a screen. And he's literally behind Trey he's Young. Behind them. And Trey Young, you know, he, he sees him out of his peripherals, and he literally falls back like, while it's shooting. not
1: Like, it's not. Well, how gonna, do you call yeah, that? I'm not even going to fault Young because, like, these guys know what to look for, and, like, they know how to just, just like, bamboozle the refs and yeah. call them fouls. It's just, like,
0: it's so ridiculous. How is that a foul? Like, and that's the thing to your point earlier. Is that, and you they'll know, you'll never call it in the playoffs, yeah. which is
1: the frustrating part. They like call the game the same way you're yeah. going to call it all the time. Yeah.
0: And to your point, you know, you have guys like LeBron, you got you got guys like Harden who are just trying to draw a foul in any way possible. And it's just embarrassing, you know, how they'll yeah, flop. And then
1: the, the shimmy technical one and feed where, if, there, if LeBron did that, there's no way
0: he's getting and, a T for that. Yeah, and this has been happening for years now. It would be played 38 times.
1: like, yeah. oh, get LeBron shimmying. the yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but if Embiid does it, oh, the my God. out of here. You know, but, you know, these guys coming into the league now, they idolize these guys, and they see how the game is – this is what it's become that, you know, literally a, a call that should not be called whatsoever, but if you just sell it enough, you're going to get it. That, you know – these are the guys that they, they grew up, they, they idolized, and now, you know, they're saying, like, oh, well, this is just how the game is. No. Yep. Back in the day, back in the day, you you had to earn your buckets. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, but now, you know, like, you, all you all you have to do is just flail your arms. And how many times did uh, right. Trey Young one do Trae that? Young yeah.
1: play where Thiebel literally, they tried to throw him a bounce pass in transition, and Thiebel tapped it from behind out yeah. of It never even got too young. And he just threw his hands up in the air trying to draw a foul. It's just like, it's a joke, but... Never never <laughs> mind about that. The Sixers win. They're 3-0. and Exactly. We got the win. I mean, they got like, the game against Boston first That time, was awesome. First time playing as a unit. Mm-hmm. They had a tough first half offensively, but put together, kind of dominated the second half off. Like, I don't think Boston's great, but they're still a good team. They're still a team that's going to be a top four or five seed in the East. So, very good statement win. Um, and then to come out against Detroit without – Embiid, yeah. um, a game they struggled a little bit, and now Horford's uh, yeah. living rent free, yeah, in uh, Drummond's and head. Tobias just like he dominated that thing, man. In the third quarter, he ended up with almost thirty points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he struggled tonight, like. But he came he up big at the end. Yeah, he made a couple shots at the end that were big. Um, but I think they would have won him a little bit more comfortable. He just missed too many open threes. Yeah, he had tonight. that corner three. But at the end of the day, three and oh, I mean, just got to be happy. This team's a team. They're going to win games because they're fundamentally sound for exactly. this part. But, like we discussed, I mean, they can lose on nights too because they aren't the best shooting team.
0: And, no, that's the truth. And I know that, you know, we were just talking, they're going to have to go out and get a sharpshooter. I mean, you can't you can't rely on a uh, Corkmaz, like you said. Uh, yeah, Korkmaz you know,
1: and Shake Milton, who got yeah. hurt tonight. So who knows what's going to happen with do him? Your,
0: do your uh, best, Brett Brown impression. We're trying, trying to groom, groom a <laughs> off the
1: bench in Furkan, <laughs> and we're gonna give Shake an opportunity, <laughs> but we need a bomber.
0: Yeah, Furkan's not gonna be that. And also, I think somebody might, uh, you know, take that the wrong way. Somebody who, uh, you know, I will mean, get offended easily. What, but
1: we've seen what Corkmaz is. Yeah. On a random night here and there, he'll make a couple shots and he'll have eight to eleven points. But at the end of the day, I mean, when push comes to shove, you're never going to count on Quirk mods in a playoff yeah. series. Like ultimately, this is a team who's going to be at hopefully one or two seed in, in the Eastern Conference. What you're doing is you're you're gunning for the your number one seed. Yeah, I mean, but your regular season is kind of your your practice and your audition for the playoffs, and mm-hmm. you just can't be figuring that. Corkmaz or even Shake Milton realistically are going to be the shooter you want to try to count on come playoff time.
0: I think the the best uh, the best thing to to come out of this uh, this three zero start is that you see how sound defensively we are. And yeah, I
1: mean, you look tonight; they gave up forty points in the first quarter, and mm. I mean, Atlanta's hitting everything. They're yeah. six of ten from from beyond the arc, which just isn't sustainable. And then, so I mean, that's all. There's nothing you can do when yeah. to score one hundred and sixty points, and then. The Sixers come out and post 25, 18, and 20, they gave up the rest of the game. So, I mean, they only gave up 18 points, 38 points total in the second half, 18 in the third quarter, and 20 in the fourth. Like, that's impressive. And yeah. Atlanta is a team that's going to score. They play really up-tempo, and they bomb threes. Um, but Ball Hog Trey was 7 of 20 from the field. And, like, some guys like Jabari Parker hit two threes early. Um, so, that was just – they did a really good job of weathering the storm. Mm-hmm. And I think last year when they weren't as good defensively and weren't as sound where you knew where to get buckets offensively, they just weren't able to weather those storms so they would lose a yeah. game like that. Because even though they struggled and they got behind like 12 or 13, they kept cutting it back where we had seen see before in the last couple of years where that would snowball and they'd be down like 18, 20 and just not be able to get back in it.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing you can do, like you said, and obviously they weren't going to sustain that kind of type of shooting, Atlanta. But um, there's nothing you can do when Trey Young, you know, comes comes across and just pulls up yeah, from the he center hit court a couple, logo, like thirty-five yeah. footers.
1: Uh, DeAndre Hunter hit a couple. Like yeah. I said, Jabari Parker knocked down two. Like six of ten they shot in the first quarter, and then they slowed down. But yeah, all in all, it's been a good start mm-hmm. so far. You gotta love they have the smothering defense. Yes, and, and my boy. As the season goes on, they'll, they'll figure out how to. Just get everybody going in the offense. I think it's going to take time to figure out how to blend Horford and Embiid on the court at the same time. We saw Horford be really good the other night without Embiid. Um, The first night against Boston, he was okay. Tonight, he only took four shots, so he's kind of trying to find his way out there. Uh, I mean, Joel, we heard him say it in the game, he turned the ball over too much. He had like seven turnovers. But at the end of the day, uh, I mean, he was a beast. And the biggest thing that, like, they might not be able to be the best shooting team. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, on most nights, I mean, like, he had to play Alex Lennon and John Collins tonight, and that is just such a mismatch. Yeah. And then he finishes with 36 points, 13 rebounds, 12 of 19 from the field, so a really efficient night. Two of six from three, probably too many threes for my liking. Two of them weren't his fault. He had to force some late in shot clocks when he kind of got stuck with the ball. And then, like, we were talking about right at the end of the game we were watching that the most important Impressive thing is when your center can shoot ten to ten from the yeah. foul line. I mean, that's
0: just huge. Yeah, and you know, also, I think for me, you know, the thing that I got excited about the most is just seeing my boy Josh Richardson. You know, showing up and in, in his debut, he just showed that the edge and the snarl that he's going to bring to this team yeah, he defensively played really well tonight. Yeah.
1: Um, he didn't. He had a really good first half. I forget what his total points were in the first half, but he went, he scored fourteen. And I think like ten or twelve of them he scored in the first half. He didn't shoot as much in the second half. And again, it's another night where him and Simmons end up in foul trouble. So, I mean, Richardson only played thirty minutes because he had the five mm-hmm. fouls. So, I mean, he was in there late, which, which was good. from ticky tack um, fouls. Yeah, and, and some of them he's he's a little over aggressive sometimes. So he's no. going to get some more yeah. fouls because he is super. You can you aggressive can't change him. defensively. N- but some that's of them how he just is aren't warranted at that's all. That's
0: how you want him to be too, in my opinion. But you know. Yeah, it's just uh, you saw in the first game he totally suffocated uh Kemba and he was just all over the place. And Brett Brown, he he stated it, he's the type of glue guy, you know that he he is the true glue guy. That's you know, you can't you can't have enough of these type of guys. But you know, he is the guy that's going to bring it every single night. And then also, when he and Thibble are out in the court together, oh my God, you already saw, you're already seeing it right now, but. You know, that's going to be so much fun watching. And then when Zaire, he starts coming into the mix, that's going to be fun too because having those three out there with the hyena defense, it's going to be yeah, it's mean, going to be something to watch.
1: Thibault played 20 minutes tonight. Mm. He had eight points. He didn't shoot it great, but he chipped in eight points. He had four steals and two blocks in 20 minutes. So, yeah. that I mean, that's just incredible defense that you're getting from him. I mean, he led the team in, in steals – and he had he had two blocks as as a small forward. The only guys who import blocks on the night. Richardson had three blocks and Horford had <laughs> four. He's such a beast. Um, but I mean, when you can get that, kind, I mean, it's just going to be so great come playoff time when you can use a guy like Thybul mm. off the bench to defend. And like we saw him do it to Kemba on the first night. Saw him do it tonight. Um, I love JJ Redick. That guy can knock down a shot from anywhere, but he would get exposed defensively and. What thybol can do is just it's great, and I mean he's only in his first year that he's legitimately a, a all defensive type yeah. player at some point in his career,
0: yeah, and you know, just I, I still can't believe that we were able to get Josh Richardson it's straight up for Jimmy Butler when like I said before when we when that deal went through, I was like, holy crap, we you know we totally won this deal, and um you know we didn't have that type of edge last year. He no, brings I mean, that to the table, uh, and that right there a will win you a championship.
1: Horford's crafty defensively. Yes. and they just they're they're trying to they're creating their own mold, which I like to see. They're not kind of falling in line and just trying to do what everyone else is doing. They're going to try to win it their way. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, some in the playoffs, it's it's probably a good way to like shooting matters, and you got to score the ball. But in the playoffs that become more physical. They don't call as many fouls. They let you play a little more physical. Uh, This defensive unit might just be exactly what the doctor ordered to get the job done.
0: Yeah, and now it's only – we're only three games into the season right now. And, um, you know, obviously we're going to be seeing more guys get some work. But we were talking about it. Obviously you said you think it's because he's lacking defensively. But why haven't we seen Trey Burke out there? Obviously we've been having Richardson bring the ball up uh, when Ben's off the, off the floor. But I want to see a little bit more of Trey Burke. We haven't seen him at all really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they just haven't really been thrilled. I guess what they've been seeing with them overall, um, might yeah it might have to do with defense. I don't know really what it is, but they love Richardson. I think yeah. that's part of the reason to keep Richardson out of foul trouble is like sometimes it's good to just get him off the floor for a few minutes when you make him have to weigh that backup point guard role. Mm-hmm. He's just on the floor for so much in the NBA where everyone He doesn't mind it though. Where there's his, so his many fouls, Like when you're on the court for as much time as he's out there, he's gonna rack up fouls. So it might yeah. be good to just get him off the court for a few True. minutes so he's not picking up those fouls. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think everyone got really excited over the Trey Burke signing out. Yeah, but don't think he's really as good as most people think he is. Um
0: Well he's instant he's instant scoring off the bench and
1: uh, I'm he is okay.
0: I think that he's very good. Uh, you know, as a as a bench player. But you know, I just think that you, you made that move. You might as well use him now. Well, you're probably going to see more of him now because Shake Milton, you know, yeah, hyper extended his I knee. I just
1: don't think they like his defense. Uh, exactly, I understand. Shake, that. I think is a better shooter but as well, got, so they're trying to get that three point shooting. Yeah, well,
0: just surround him with guys on the floor. You know, you can have Richardson out there with him and Thibel that you know can pick up what he's lacking.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see moving forward. I mean, the NBA is a long season, so everybody always ends up getting their fair share of playing time because guys yeah. miss time here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a 3-0 and start. Um, looking
0: good so far. Who do we Some got next, Timberwolves?
1: Playing well. They got Minnesota on Wednesday. Uh, Robert Covington will be back in the yeah. Wells Fargo Center. But uh, I guess let's we can throw it over now and, and talk about the Flyers who – just been up and down, some good, some bad. Um, had a week where they had a nice win in Chicago. Um, they you didn't had, look great against Columbus with then just stormed back mm-hmm. and ended up getting that big win. And that was awesome to see. Kind of just got their doors blown off by the Islanders after getting out to a quick one off the lead. They just couldn't keep them off
0: the scoreboard. No, Dad, we don't have to beat around the bush. I know what you want to address. And, you know, it's, it's the elephant in the room right now. It's... The start that Carter Hart has had. Now you know yeah, it fir- hasn't been great. Uh, hey, okay, the $50 first $50 bet
1: that he's going to be. Well, top I said hundred. I'm Vesna sticking to hundred, and then a hundred that he's going to win it after he got one shutout, <laughs> which is why I told you to pump the brakes on the Eagles just because they beat the Bills.
0: I'm not. I'm not pumping the brakes, but you know, with with Hart, you know, he had those the the two the, the first two games was just stellar, and you know he's been hitting he's hit a uh, rough patch now now this is the thing av you know Vino will probably will you know just ride the hot hand that's the logical thing to do but you know at this stage in carter hart's career this is your future this is your franchise uh goaltender i'm scared that you know you're not going to let him go through these growing pains he's going to have to continue to develop so obviously you need to win hockey games. So yeah, first, you, you, you need to ride year, the hot hand. I
1: would not say first year. Well, first year coach with the Flyers. Yeah, obviously not first year in the league. I just it's not gonna. He's not gonna but come out here this, and lose games at the expensive. Exactly. Uh, that, that's he what I'm trying not. to say.
0: So you're stuck in a predicament because on one hand you're like, okay, you want to see think Carter Hart fight through these it's these struggles.
1: Called, you're not playing good enough, so you're not gonna yeah. play, and, and that's just how it is. You're gonna have to man up and sit on the bench. Sorry.
0: But um, I feel like, you know, you
1: can't if you can't handle.
0: Some benchings here and there. Oh, and no, no, it's be gonna happen. Bully. Oh, without and, and look, I think he's gonna be fi- he's gonna be Fleury fine. In
1: Pittsburgh, and he was a veteran at the time, mm-hmm. and they basically just shipped him away. And look how good he was. Exactly. Oh
0: yeah. And this is what I'm trying to say is that you know you're stuck in the, you're stuck in this conundrum because you know you want to see him work through these, but at the same time you can't sacrifice. You know, wins for that. No, but Elliott's been playing so well. Exactly, exactly. So him. he's forcing, he's forcing uh, venial to start him, and you keep on riding the hot hand. But this is the thing. I just hope this won't kill Carter's you can't, you can't confidence. It that way. You're right, exactly. If, it's if that you're, now I, you're putting the pressure on him, which hey, it's going to be. It's yeah, coming but with the territory. but if you're but that worried that
1: like if he's that mentally weak that he can't handle a couple th- games on the bench, he's then that's he's going to be fine.
0: He's going to be fine. I'm just. I, I, I just think that you know, he's he's in a rut right now. He's in a funk, and he'll he'll end up coming out of it. But for for the time being, you're going to be going with Elliot. The only thing is, we've seen Elliot just like any goaltender, it happens. He he he, exactly. He'll just you know, he'll just you know for four straight games just be you know a a straight sieve. So (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's that. I just hope that Vino won't. Continue with Elliott just for the sake because Carter Hart is your future. Yeah, but you can't the, I, that, that way. that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is that obviously you know at this at this moment you got to ride the hot hand. But, yeah, you uh, just play the guy who's the better know. player so and like
1: right now it's Elliott. Yeah,
0: but you know it seems like this is going to be the trend now that Elliott will get you know two or three straight starts and then you're going to give him a blow and then Hart's coming in there, you know, in his right, own head. That's, yeah, but, but you can't just come in and get go right. five you goals. You have to win games, so and you got to go with the heart and then you've got to go with the hot job hand. Back, but yeah. you're coming in
1: against New York There's, and just giving the game away in the first period. Yeah. You don't deserve to be in there.
0: I have no qualms that, you know, he's going to be able to break out of this funk. He, he is our future, like I said. But it's just right now, especially after the first two games, you're like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully he can keep on building on this. But, uh, you know, right now he's just, he, you know – He's just in his own head right now, so hopefully he'll uh, get out of it.
1: Yeah, I think they're five, four and one yeah. overall. So hopefully they can just yeah, get start winning a little bit more consistency, but they've just I mean, they've been okay. They've had some games where they've looked good and some games where they've looked not so good, so we'll just kinda keep monitoring it and see how they're doing. Um, yeah.
0: Connecting Connect look awesome.
1: Connect these weighed well. I think they're actually they're scoring a little bit better than like, I figured – I mean, they're, they're playing pretty well offensively. They're just yeah. – I mean, it's been kind of the story with this team, whether it's just bad goaltending or bad defense, but they just – it just seems like year after year they just give up so many goals. Like, even games they're winning, Columbus game 6-4. Like, they're <laughs> just high-scoring games. Um,
0: but that way. was awesome to see them come back. In oh, it was a great back. win, but it's yeah. like
1: – you don't want to keep – I it's mean, not, was, they were down 4-2 yeah. in that game. They are down 3-1 or 4-1 last night. Like, it's just – you can't keep – giving up so many goals, um, yeah. it's just tough to win that way. You can't expect – can't ask your offense to just score that much every night. It's almost like the Eagles are doing defensively. You just can't be giving up that many points and asking. Your offense can't score and carry you that much over and over again. Yeah,
0: like that's why it was killer last night in uh, Long Island because, you know – Voracek, what within the first two minutes scored, yeah, like a minute and, and half, then you have that weak in. goal, and it's like, oh, that was killer for Hart because right away he lets up a weak goal, and then it's like, uh oh, here it comes. But um, he, he's going to be fine. But you know, and also you can't blame him on back to backs because Connectin after the game, you know, in the locker room said, you know, everybody goes, you know, everybody plays back to back, so that can't not be an excuse. an excuse for a loss.
1: Absolutely yeah. not. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's we'll see how it goes. Just got to keep. Keep pushing away, plugging away, and yeah. hope, hope both goalies play well, and you just win games.
0: Yeah, and I absolutely love what I'm seeing out of uh, Kevin Hayes. I know it's only ten games in, but <laughs> through these first ten games, he's earning that money.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's a good two way player. He oh, really, without doubt. I he mean, he's out there and makes plays, and
0: yeah, Vigneault handpicked him. You know, he, that's his guy. Brought him in, and uh, you know he's 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 earning it right now, and also you know. JVR, he had a slow start to the season, but within the past three games, he's really starting to turn on. So I'm not, I'm not worried about this team at all. I think that you know, they're going to end up, uh, you know, really starting to click. But uh, you know, who do who do we have next?
1: Um, I can check for you. Yeah. Probably, let's say, is it tomorrow? We have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Oh yeah. In what am Pittsburgh. I thinking?
0: Yeah. So that's that's a huge game. And, uh, you know, Penguins, if you can get back on Penguins the right track tomorrow, against your bitter Penguins rival.
1: tomorrow, Devils Friday. Okay.
0: Is it at New Jersey? Probably. Yep. And yeah, then because we come play back them come at home
1: Saturday and play the Maple Leafs. So, it's going to be a tough week. Yeah. Three good teams.
0: Um, we'll see how they respond to this loss.
1: All kinds of action. The Sixers are home Wednesday. Flyers are home. Sixers go out west coast on the weekend. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they handle this week. Against like I said, some good teams. Um, got to try to got to beat these good teams. I mean, you know the Pittsburgh game is always going to be a yes. game that hopefully you play close. In the recent years, we haven't exactly played them great, but
0: you know who? Um, um,
1: Pittsburgh's only seven and five, and the Devils, even though they're two and five, they're still a good give team. Give us trouble. Yeah,
0: I mean they, they they're playing like crap right now, but you know it's your you know. It's a division rival, and uh, you know they're they're going to start playing better than they have been. But uh, going, you know, going back to guys who have been impressing us so far, Joel Farabee. Once he came up, he has just been making flies a, around. You know, there. an impact in every single game, and you saw in the uh, was it the Chicago game? He had two uh, two goals called back on him. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you had like three or four. Points yeah, he ended up only getting one. Yeah, we could have won that game like six to two. Yeah. I think
1: two offsides on Kevin Hayes. Yeah, are just keeping him from scoring. Don't kind of <laughs> blame
0: also. it on him. No, but Farabee, he's uh, he's definitely uh, proven himself to this point, and I'm really excited. And I can't wait until you know. Obviously, he's he's nursing an injury right now, but when uh, when Morgan Frost comes up at some point, that's going to be fun. And I would love to see Frost and Farabee on the same line. I think those guys can uh, definitely you know work some magic.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, just just uh, it's a long season. Just got to play good, clean hockey, and, you know, just work hard for the boys and the organization and, and hope to get in a playoff spot because anything can happen once you get in.
0: Yeah, and we will be going back to the playoffs this year. We shall see. I don't care if it's, you know, only 10 games in. I feel we that we shall are going see. back to the games. Yeah.
1: Speaking of playoff teams, there's a team in Philadelphia who hasn't made the playoffs in
0: since 2011. A long time.
1: Haven't even had a winning season in a long time, but today <laughs> – they did introduce the new manager, so the Phillies had their introductory press conference today with Mr. Joe Girardi. Um, I mean, obviously, World Series still going on, so not a ton of baseball news. Obviously, like they hired the hired Girardi, introduced him, so there's not a ton to talk about. Figured we address it, and obviously, we knew he he was the guy that was chosen at the end of last week. But this is our first time talking since he's technically been hired, so yeah. just kind of discuss. No, our, you, our take i mean i've been saying since probably halfway i mean as soon as there was like the legitimate rumors cat might be out i was kind of always saying I, I hope it was gerardi or
0: joe madden or a guy but so
1: I'm, I'm happy with it i think he's gonna do a good job he brings a winning pedigree um he'll bring that in no- their nonsense energy and attitude to the clubhouse i think he's a guy that he, I'm not, I am not want to say intimidate, like younger guys will be intimidated by him, but they're not – he's not going to make them just feel comfortable and lax, and the older – the veteran players are going to be able to respect them and, and know what he brings, and I think he'll have that good personal connection with them as well.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, just watching the uh, – like you said, the introductory uh, press conference, you just have a feeling of we have hope now.
1: Yeah, and like just some of the things he talked about, like how like when he was on uh, – MLB Network and did some of the stuff for Fox and how mm-hmm. he would scout, just like to announce games and like mentioned some guys. by name, I heard he talked about like Seranthony Sar- Dominguez and Adam Morgan. Yeah, he talked about the bullpen being how Bill bullpen has to be healthy and stuff like that. Um, he's got he's got that personality. Um, you know, he's gonna be able to handle media. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be pushed around. He'll have those days where you know if there's anybody, <laughs> he'll get your team fired up if you need a little spark. He'll go out there and get his money's worth on an ejection. Oh, yeah. now,
0: and it won't be scripted like Cap. We
1: haven't seen him. He hasn't been around for the last two years, so things have changed a little bit with the replays and stuff, which I hate. It makes it a little bit harder for the manager to get ejected, but there's still those balls and strike calls and some stuff like that that they can get ejected over. Some yeah. 162 games of baseball with the amount of rules that there are in baseball. There's definitely opportunities to go out and have your uh, conversations with old Blue out there. So we'll see Joe... Probably go out there and get his money's worth a couple times. I'm excited, I think. But again, at the end of the day I keep saying the manager of the Phillies can only be as successful as the team that the players that they're they're able to put out there. So
0: And that, you know, that you know, brings to the point that, you know, how much confidence do you have in Matt Clentek? And how how short of a leash do you think that he'll have they'll they'll have on him?
1: Um, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean it's no salary cap so they can spend the money. Yeah.
0: Um
1: I I don't I, I mean at the same time you still have to get guys that are the right fit. Um obviously like Garrett Cole is the right fit for all thirty teams. So it's just gonna come down to yeah. where he wants he to go. Get him. Um where he wants Whatever to feel comfortable playing and who's gonna give him the, the good contract. So uh, I don't know. For some reason I just feel like he's gonna be a guy who – He's a pitcher, so I'm not going to knock it, but I feel like he's a guy who might just want to go to, like, a warm-weather place. See the success might. he had in Houston. I mean, if I'm a pitcher, I wouldn't want to pitch in the cold, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, Straussberg's not a guy I I think they should go after, but it'll be interesting to see. We don't need to talk about all free agency right now. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that here in mm-hmm. the next month or so while the uh, After the World Series wraps up. But yeah, I was pretty impressed with, with Girardi today, and... Uh, one thing I think they said I saw some people talk about that really stood out. Um, they said to take note of it is somebody who was there in attendance, mm-hmm. uh, and that's Reese Hoskins. Um, Hoskins and his wife are in attendance, and saw some stuff about how they said, I mean, this organization loves Reese Hoskins. He's the only player there. We're going to knocking with him. anyone else. But I think s- him being there today at that press conference. Um, and, like, Girardi had to go do some stuff on the field for MLB Network. So, uh, I think Hoskins and Boa actually did, like, a little media <laughs> session. Kind of, I think, stifles those rumors that Hoskins could be on the move. He's a guy. And Girardi yeah. talked about how he consistently is in the lineup, blah, blah, a guy you can count on. Uh, so, I, I'm i pretty confident now that Reese Hoskins doesn't go. Yeah, anywhere.
0: that's one of the faces of your franchise. You know, he's, uh, he's the head of, you know, the players.
1: Uh oh, my God, I can't. Players council, yeah, something player, like that, yeah, one yeah. Of those things.
0: But um, you know, he's he understands his role in this team. And listen, you know, obviously he went through that terrible slump at the end of the season. But I expect Reese Hoskins to come back, uh, you know, pissed off next year. And I think that you're gonna you're gonna see a a new Reese Hoskins and a guy who's gonna be focused throughout the entire year. Um, but also, uh, you know, we were talking about it earlier. It's kind of it kind of seems like a trivial thing, but to me it it, it isn't. You know, you're talking about how Girardi when he got hired with the uh, with the Marlins, you know, he, he only was w- one year there, one Manager of the Year, and then you know, but but it heads with uh, the front office. But um, you know, he. Uh, he implemented the Yankees rule of no facial hair and stuff like that. Right. I don't. I, I can't remember if he if he addressed that. They asked him in, about yeah. it
1: today about his team rules and I'm they just, said some. They mentioned the facial hair thing and he never brought it. I was up, about to say. So.
0: I'm gonna say that better not be implemented here because guess what? That's not how we work. You, you're gonna be able to show your personality if you want to grow out some facial hair. It, it doesn't matter as long as you go out and perform on the diamond. I don't care. You know. What you look like, and you know, I, we're we're not the Yankees, so hopefully he does not bring that philosophy here. Twenty
1: seven World Series. Here.
0: Okay, so in the past, in the past fifteen years, they've only won one, and yeah, sure they beat us, but you know, I, I'm just saying that I I always hated that role. I always hate. I understand what you were saying with the history, you know, being the most storied franchise in yeah, baseball. That's just What they do, but it's just now. That that's well. Guess what? That's them. That's not us. So okay. I'm I'm hope I'm hoping, and I'm pretty sure he won't. But I'm hoping that he does not implement that rule.
1: Keenan will want Giorgiardi fired. <laughs> I'm not saying that, he but makes Bryce it, it'll kind of
0: piss me off because guess what? That's not us. That's them. So just Joe, I like you. I'm really excited that you're here. But do not implement a no facial
1: hair rule. Where Keenan will boycott.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't really grow facial hair myself. But it's, it's shoddy as anything. Yeah, but so I
1: guess the only other thing to talk about, and who knows where this will go, is just the only thing left to do is they, uh, they have to hire a hitting coach and a pitching coach. So, uh, I mean, it, there's some signs pointing towards Larry Rothschild as yeah. the uh, pitching coach because he was with Girardi um, for some time in New York.
0: That would be a very good hiring. <laughs> Girardi
1: didn't even remember. He's like, I think he was with him for like seven or eight years, something like that. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting, I think. They'll they'll kind of go see the candidates and and see what the see what the best option is on both yeah. sides. I haven't really heard any rumblings about uh, hitting coach. But did you see John May? got the hitting coach job with Joe Maddon in Los Angeles. Did he really? Yeah. So had him in Chicago. Then they finally now he's him. sticking now he's with him, bringing him back out to LA with Mickey Callaway. He's going to be the pitching coach for the Angels. <laughs> who I would have liked to seen have an opportunity to get our pitching good job. He did a really good job with the Indian staff the year they went to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Angels kind of had the upper hand on the Phillies a little bit there just because they got their, their guy hired a little bit sooner so they could get those position coaches in. Um, now, how do you uh, – Rothschild, yeah. I'm a little in and out on. Uh, I don't know.
0: I mean, if if Girardi wants him, I'm fine with that. I, I trust Girardi. It'll be interesting
1: to see what they do at hitting coach.
0: Yeah. I mean, who who else is out there?
1: I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. So I, mean, I, mean, I knew there were some rumors about Jim Tomy. Um oh, could you imagine? They said that Girardi really liked working with him at MLB Network and kind of oh, when you he just be hear awesome. Tomy talk hitting, like he was intrigued. Um, but then I saw, like, read some stuff about how Tomy was still doing some stuff with the White Sox and it allows him mm-hmm. to kind of be with his family and stuff like that. And also, Girardi took number twenty-five. So yeah. The big guy can't get two five. Girardi took it. Girardi also totally butchered putting on the jersey. <laughs> he just buttoned the buttons completely off. Yo, I, I think he was nervous. And the Phillies logo was just totally just my yeah. an angle it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, and also you know this is, this really has no uh, you know pertinence to him being a manager, but I love how he talks with his hands. He he's a, he, yo he talk about a you know a, an authentic Italian. He was talking with his hands throughout the entire, you know, chopping the table throughout the the entire press conference.
1: Asking, can I tell another story? Yeah, I love it. We guess so. We want to ask questions, but
0: sure. Yeah, he's like he's like that uncle that you could talk to hours with, you know, talk talk with for hours. But you know, yeah, I'm 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 pumped. Honestly, if if you're a Phillies fan, you don't have optimism now, then something's wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll see what they do with the roster. But the manager set, will probably have my guess will probably be within the next week or so. They'll probably have the, the other two coaches set the pitching and hitting coach. Um, a lot of the other guys are returning. Um, basically, all the other coaches are returning besides, well, technically Charlie, who was the hitting coach yeah. of the year, and then Chris Young.
0: And what do you think about that? Do you think Girardi, you know, is, do you well, think I he's A-OK with Thompson that? Yeah, well, the, yeah, oh, well, um, Rob Thompson was his work outside of Rob Thompson.
1: The infield coach, Dickerson, mm-hmm. he, I mean, I know he's, like, a very uh, respected infield guy. Supposed to be one of the best in the league, so I'm yeah. sure. With Walter knew him. I'm sure Girardi knows his track record because they were bringing veteran-type managers. They probably knew him. So, mm-hmm. like they said, Clintax said on their second round of interviews with Girardi, they had 25 different people yeah. meet with Girardi. And he's like there's no way there's any question that went unasked. Like they had mm-hmm. so many different people talk to him. So I'm sure um, that that was talked about in the interviews with those guys.
0: Oh no, yeah, without doubt, you know, Rob Thompson, he had to stay. He's he's just a great baseball mind. But uh no, I was just thinking like, you know, if you're coming in as a manager, like you said, these guys are well respected, so he's not gonna really have a problem with it. But like if say you were coming in as manager, would you like to have total control of who's coming in to be on your staff?
1: Yeah, I mean I guess it's weird because the way the MLB is now, it's it's more of a organizational thing than just a coach thing. Yeah, yeah. Um so if that I mean part of taking the job might have been, hey, look, we like these guys in our organ in our development parts of our organization and you know, if you don't want them to be on your staff then you don't have to take the job. So that could've also been offered to him as well. Like just like hiring the coach if the 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 owner and, and all that and the GM if they they do have those position coaches that they think did a good job and want to keep them, they, they do have that right. Um, but I also agree that a manager also has the right to have whatever coaches he wants. I'm sure it was a collaborative conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah, who who really knows how it went on. But, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and I, honestly, I can't wait to see the relationship, you know, that ends up being formed between Girardi and uh, and Harper. I think Harper's going to love him and, um, you know, like you said before, Girardi, he doesn't take crap, and he will let you know. And I think that Harper, he's gonna definitely feed off of that. He's gonna respect it, and um, I'm I'm just excited. It's it's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, baseball season's a long ways away, but you know, it'll be.
0: It's never too early to free start agency. Hopefully,
1: won't be dragged out this year as long as it was last yeah. year. Yeah, Harper sweepstakes, but we'll probably get some rumblings here after the World Series, and then we'll mm-hmm. have to wait till around winter meetings to you know. For a lot of those deals to start happening, but we'll have some news, some some small stuff here and there, and then hopefully tomorrow night we have a World Series winner.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, speaking of, you know, do you think that they close it out?
1: Yeah, I just, the Scherzer thing, I think is just a Shh. gut punch to the Nationals. The description of his injury and issue, I just don't see him coming back and being able to pitch tomorrow. I mean, if it's at Strasburg, he has to pitch tomorrow. All right, he wasn't going to pitch tomorrow anyway. He was going to pitch game seven. I yeah. think he's at Scherzer. So they're in good hands at Strasburg. But my thing is, with the World Series on the line, already lost once in the series, I just don't see Verlander. He's just like that type of guy. Like, you give him the ball in a, in a clinching game, like hmm. he'd probably throw 130 pitches and still be throwing 100 on that 130th pitch. And I just don't see the Nationals beating him twice in the series. Yeah. And Houston has been so good at home. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they lost the first two. And, you know, it's tough. Like, you can't just, like, guarantee it. But you know when teams have that chance to to win it at home, they always have that extra motivation. And they were so good at home. And with Verlander on the mound, they're hitting. I think they just kind of – it's tough, man. When you in two straight like the Nationals did, and I just lose three straight at home, that's really deflating. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, you know, I, I think the Astros, you know, finish it off tomorrow night. Um, you know, Strasburg, if he finds a way to force it to game seven, I think that Scherzer, even though he made the comment saying, like, there's literally nothing I can do, I woke up and I was locked yeah, up. I mean, but if it's game seven for the World Series, what, he's 35 now? He's yeah, gonna. But I mean, if it, you physically like, he said he couldn't even get changed. So yeah. Like, I mean, it's almost like the it, you know it's hard to throw hundred scripts right in itself where it's, where it's gonna end up happening. Putting
1: your clothes on. So I know it'll be interesting. I don't think it gets. That would definitely be seven. a huge storyline. Um, we'll see. I hope the Astros just finish it off and exactly we can get into the off season. But
0: and you know
1: we'll see what happens. Just
0: shut the nets up because guess what? This is exactly what they get. Did you see them rehearsing? their you know post game ceremony. Yeah. That's what you get. Act like you've been there. Oh wait, you've never have. Seriously, that was that was I when, when I saw the the pictures of it, I'm like, is this, is this actually real? Yeah, you, Are you trying to jinx yourself? Like in yeah, in, in a game a of idea. all superstition, you do that? Like that's just that that's stupid. And that's what they get.
1: Yeah, so that just about wraps us up here. Um, Again, we want to thank everyone for listening to us and just keep giving us follows, retweets, all that stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at Demon Keen Pod and follow the Demon Keen Podcast on Spotify. Follow that ish. And just, you know, again, send it to your friends, retweet, give us likes, all that good stuff, and just keep helping us get our name out there. Again, thanks, everyone, for listening, and you'll be hearing from us again probably next week. Oh, yeah. After we get some Eagles, Sixers, and Flyers Ws. There we go, baby.